1: Girls on My Talk 1071. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. It is that time in the show. The phone lines are open. Feel free to give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Love to talk shop. Where are you going? What are you seeing? What are you looking for? We want to know. 651 641 1071. Um, I'm going to ask for a little bit of help too, okay? Oh, because sure. you guys are the best, and you always are telling us about you our eyes and ears on the streets. Um, I'm actually working on a story right now for Twin Cities Business about what is the future of retail hours. I think it's really oh, interesting. Retail hours, yes. The, you know, I mean, the malls are still closing earlier than they yeah. were pre-pandemic. Right. I feel like, I mean, there are Target has a lot of locations that maybe used to stay open till midnight. They now Close at 10 in the city, like downtown. I guess that's understandable right now, but they close at six. Yeah, um, uptown they close at eight. I
2: mean, like they never used to close that early. Some right.
1: grocery stores are closing well, earlier. It's like
2: restaurants, I have strange hours now too, and a lot of them aren't open on Mondays at all. Right,
1: right. You know, well, we know how yeah. trying to get like some casual food after eight p.m. Oh my goodness, impossible. So, are there places that you have found that are closing earlier or on days that are you close that are just head scratchers to you? And how do you feel about? It? Do you care? Like, do you need? I mean, because one of my questions is maybe, you know, the the days of... If you are a working person, you often need to do shopping in the evening because you can't go right. in the middle of the day. Yeah. But now that now working is so much different and so much more flexible and we're working from home and it's like it's a little easier to maybe run an errand. Maybe there's not going to be demand anymore. That's to a be, very
2: interesting thought. Yeah,
1: to be at a shopping. So I'm giving you a little preview. There's a little taste of and I have some theories and I have some answers from experts, but I'm really curious to hear from all of you. I, 651-641-1071 is our sorry, number. Sorry,
2: didn't mean to yeah. interrupt the, no, go. the phone number i was just going to say the, I, unless i'm wrong um i thought and you probably are i probably am <laughs> wouldn't be the first time <laughs> but i thought the hours of the stores at the galleria uh-huh. used to be later than yeah. they are now yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah I'm, I mean on on sundays they always closed earlier like at six or mm-hmm. whatever but we were there on a weeknight and they closed by seven. Yes. No, that's different. It used to and, be eight, I believe. Yeah. At least I, I mean, eight. most
1: places are an hour or even two. I mean, at the Dales, at the bigger malls, you know, they used to be open till nine yeah. for sure. I remember some sort. Maybe it's just I remember back in the days when I worked retail, we were off, open till 930, I think. And Mall yeah. of America for oh, sure. They, I mean, absolutely. And they're all But um, I, I found now. that. Kind of upsetting, actually. Does, does Diane want to talk about uh, malls, Rachel? Um, okay, we're about the hours. Hi, Diane.
0: Hi, guys. Um, just a couple of remarks. I had an out-of-town visitor this week and tried to take him to the MIA and um, Swedish Institute on a Wednesday, and they were both closed. Although oh. their web pages did indicate that. Oh. And I did, just finished a uh, 5,000-mile road trip oh. and found many of the places that we stopped at, the shops were closing across the country at 4 o'clock, which was a real yeah. damper.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's a bummer. I didn't know about the museums. I think the, I think, thanks for sharing that, Diane, and good to know that it isn't just in the Twin Cities. I, I mean, I think it's a combination right now. We know there is this crazy labor shortage happening yes, everywhere. Yes. And I think a lot of stores, and we've heard this, um, Are you are unable to get that second shift? Yes, and so they just have to have have shorter hours. Right, right, right. Thanks for calling, Diane. Um, But I, I, so I think that's one thing that's happening, and I think, and I think that's where it's hard to reconcile. Is it strictly about labor, or is it
2: lack of demand? Well, it's sort of you know which came first, the chicken or the egg, because. Well,
1: not really, because a lot of places have... Okay, so we did a story this week about Grand Marais, which is such a huge summer destination going up north. So one example... This was just so, this one is so um, huge that you won't believe it. So Sven and Oli's, Oli's, Sven and Oli, 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 Sven and Oli, the pizza place, right in Grand Marais. Classic, everybody goes to Sven and Oli's when you're up in Grand Marais. Normally, during a summer, which is obviously their key season, they have 40 workers, 40, 4-0. This summer, they have four
2: Yes. Four. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. This is, it's a major
1: problem. And they're putting messages out on social saying, please just be patient. There is no possible way that we can produce as many pizzas as yeah. we normally would. We're human. We're doing as
2: much as we can. Um, I My husband was at a restaurant the other day, and I can't remember which one, but they said they normally have 21 people. Or No, excuse me. It's, it was a friend of mine, and I know the restaurant, too, in, in Edina. And they normally have 21 people working, and they have nine. Yeah. And she said it was, you know, considering they they did a good job. But Mm -hmm. I do think that that's part of the problem. But what I was going to say when I said about the chicken or the egg in terms of shopping is that if I want to go shop and the stores aren't open, I can't go in. So, I mean, it's like, how do you know? But but I think here's the additional
1: challenge with retail. And it's different to an extent than than restaurants. I, I think. A lot of us are doing more shopping online. And so if I think a lot of retailers that they want to have that physical presence, they want to have it as a billboard, they want to have it as a touch point. But it isn't the same kind of it isn't as compelling as it once was. It isn't so much about, you know, people running in to buy all of their jeans and T-shirts and whatever. It's more the experience. And then they're going online to order. And well, so, I, so maybe that what all I'm saying is the kinds of, you know, 9 a.m. to
2: 9 p.m. hours that used to exist, maybe that isn't necessary. Well, that part, that part, you're probably right because of the flexibility with work time so that, you know, people aren't just stuck in having to go in the evening. That's, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, on the other hand, I, you know, I would guess it has a lot more to do with getting help, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and I think, to, well, and to that point, I think we're seeing a lot of places are gradually expanding. And that's what I'm hearing from the malls, too. I think Mall of America, they said they've had traffic days this month that were, that exceeded 2019 levels. Really? If they do a comparison. Yeah. So people are coming back. People do want, they say the demand is there. And I think by fall, they're going to be back up to full hours yeah so it'll be a mixed bag but it's interesting and it i have is. some interesting insights from experts that i will So when is um, this going to be it'll um, be in our next issue mom the okay. uh that would be the august september issue okay, i'm gonna of stand Twin by, by my mailbox and wait for that please do it'll be okay. a couple of weeks couple of weeks because i gotta finish writing the story <laughs> okay all but yeah i'm gonna do that I'll, this weekend for that. yes
2: for sure okay, uh, okay um all right i wanted to talk which has nothing to do with that well it does have to do with shopping okay okay um you know, we all are very, you know, familiar with engagement rings as being, you know, the way to go once you have decided that this is the person you're going to spend your life with. But there is a new trend, and that would be engagement watches. What? Yep. This has become a big thing that instead of giving a ring, and mm-hmm. especially among um, same-sex Uh, partners or lgbtq uh couples Mm -hmm. there are women who want to give their husband something or their fiance something and they don't want to wear a ring Mm -hmm. um as an engagement thing Mm -hmm. they are giving watches and they have there's a, a brand called called original grain and they have um they specialize in, in specialize in handcrafted pieces and so they talked in this article on refinery 21 about a couple who they gave each other watches not matching watches mm-hmm. but yet they were both unique pieces and their their prices are between 200 and 600 which is certainly a lot less than wow. a, a diamond engagement you know it's funny
1: when I first saw this headline, I thought they were talking about engagement watches, like you're waiting for someone, like you're taking oh. <laughs> bets on when someone is going to get engaged. Not so much.
2: So no, funny. Not so much. Um,
1: just to bounce back for one second, Mom, I'm sorry. That's but, okay. Um, Kirsten <clears throat> is on the line and waiting and wanted had a comment about store hours. So okay, let's see let's what she it. had to say. Did I get that right? Is it Kirsten? It is. Yes.
0: Yeah, okay. You. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, and actually it was, it kind of went even a little bit before that with you. Well, well, you're talking about retail versus online. Yeah. And I will say my experience is I have wide feet. Yeah. So if I go into a DSW or whatever, um, they have, they don't, they hardly ever have wide enough shoes for me. So I end up having to go online, order them. And I order sometimes five pairs, and then I end up returning mm. three or four of them. Totally, colors. yep. Yeah. So that's a frustration. But also, it's almost like the slip, you know, 2 dialectic. <laughs> They're both true but opposite. And the other is that I'm a pretty average size, probably 10, 12. Yeah. And I cannot find my size in so many stores. Huh. So I end up and I don't I feel like people, maybe because of the pandemic they didn't order as much right. stock.
1: Yep. So yep. I end up There's finding some of things I
0: like but then having to order them online mm-hmm. because I want my size or the color I want. And so as much as I want to go to the retail and buy them I end up getting kind of pushed back to the internet anyway. Yep, yeah. I hear
1: you. I've had the same experience and I think so many stores they push so okay. they're pushing so many things online only that it's like they're almost discouraging me from going to the store. They they need to they need to have more. You're right. It's a it's a tricky balance, but anyway. Yeah, it's
0: frustrating. But yeah. you know, like you said, I wanna I wanna support the brick and mortar, but they, they need to figure out a better balance, I suppose.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Work in progress. That's for sure. Well, thanks for calling and thanks for listening, Kirsten. We appreciate it. Um, when we get back, it is time for the tech report. Don't go away. I'm sure my mother has a lot of misinformation to spread. That's <gasps> oh. next. <laughs> Olivia Rodriguez. Oh, there you go, Mom. You're right. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. If you don't know why we're referencing that, we're of course talking about her clothes. You can go back and listen to the podcast. We would love if you did that. Catch all your favorite shows by going to the MyTalk1071.com, and you can um, access them whenever it's convenient for you. Uh But what is really convenient is that just everything you need to know about technology is summed up. Up in this next segment it's time for my mother's tech report
0: the internet it's, it's a series of tubes Oops.
2: time once again for harmony's tech report you just but just off. a little i have information to help people yes and sure thing, things that are important mm-hmm. for example facebook is adding, now are you ready for this? Because I know you're going to use it a lot. They're adding emojis with sound to Facebook Messenger. Mm. And of course, you'll never guess the name for them. Sound emojis. (laughs) (laughs) I bet they had a big meeting. Yes. And went around a table and said, who can come up with an idea for a name? Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, somebody said sound emojis. Anyways, to access... The sound emojis. You tap on the emoji button while you're in a messenger conversation. Tap on the sound icon on the far right, and then you can scroll scroll through the whole list that's available. You tap on the emoji and you can hear the sound and then hit send to put it in the conversation. And I'm here under full... Disclosure, to tell you, I can't find it. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. I tried. And I tried to see where... Well, does it require an update or something? I don't believe so. I went into (laughs) Messenger. I could not find (gasps) where... They even had a picture of where this little sound thing should be. Yeah. Wasn't on mine. Is this on... Were you looking (laughs) on desktop or on your phone? I was actually looking on my iPad Mm. to be um, completely... uh, I'm going to look Honest for it. Honest with you. You yeah. see if you can find it. I, some of the sounds, it's very interesting. They have a goat emoji that they actually went to a farm and got the sound. Got a, a goat making his bleat sound. Mm-hmm. And if the clapping hands emoji. Were now you practicing? Is that why you sent me stickers? I'm just looking. I oh, don't check I didn't my mean to. Yes. very
1: yes, often. Yes, I was. Yes. But I see you've sent me, you sent me, it looks like a puppy in a I baseball didn't. uniform <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> what the
2: heck? <laughs> I didn't know I sent it. You sure or did, I Mom. didn't mean to. You I sure figured did. if I could practice on anyone, it would be you. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't make the sound work. All right. I'm going to so, try here. I'm anyway, see, see if you can. They've okay. even got some. There's a musical one. There's an hourglass that plays Drake's song, You Only Live Once. That's the motto lyric. <laughs> and there is a son that plays a clip from Kanye West. Good Morning. So if you're into this, and the reason everybody's talking about emojis right now is today... July 17th is World Emoji Day. Come on. Come on. When I'm did telling you. <laughs> is, when that did amazing? that become a holiday? Oh, they, no, it's not a holiday, but it's become the day every year that all of these new emojis come out. Um, Microsoft actually got in on the action too, and they have a new set of 3D emojis across their Windows, Office, and Microsoft Teams um, platforms. So, anyway. It's big news, and I would like to be able to do it, but I can't. Okay, then another thing that I wanted to talk about, and actually, Stephanie March kind of beat me to it, Mm -hmm. in a way. But it works for both her show and mine, because she was talking about the new documentary, Roadrunner, about Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, have you seen it? No, it's just, I think it's just coming out. Okay. I think she said she saw a She got a sneak peek, yeah. Right. She's more important. But I didn't get to hear if she said she liked it or not. I wasn't quite sure if she did. I've read, or I heard from other people that they didn't like it. They didn't think it was good. So I don't know, but I'd like to see it. Okay. Anyway, so an interesting thing, and she did mention it, but as the tech reporter, I feel I have to go in a little deeper. Okay. Um, There were a few lines of dialogue in it that were actually in his voice. That he never said out loud. And there's the filmmaker Morgan Neville used AI technology, augmented, uh, or yeah, artificial intelligence, excuse me, technology to digitally recreate his voice and then have the software synthesize the audio of three quotes that were from him that were actually part of an email. So it's called a deep faith. A deep fake voice. And actually someone from the New Yorker discovered this and asked the filmmaker about it. because I Discovered it because they knew. How would they know? Because it? they said it was an email he had sent. Well, You okay. don't you don't. But did they discover it emails.
1: because they knew he hadn't said it or because it sounded
2: different than his regular voice? I think that she realized that an email isn't read out loud by the person. Got it. It is sent, okay. right? Okay. okay. It's in writing.
0: Yes. And
2: so she asked... Um, neville or she asked through a friend how they did this and what they found out is they had sent um they had contacted an ai company and supplied them with many many hours of bourdain speaking mm-hmm. and an ai algorithm actually narrated an approximation of his voice wow but wow! What so it, it wasn't brings, like they pulled out words. No, of his, it was it was what he said, yeah, but had yeah. never verbalized. Crazy! But That's so really, what's really weird. It is weird, and they said there's no shortage of companies that can do this kind of AI voice replication. Mm-hmm. There's actually a, an industry that is coming up that is doing this for video game characters, and you can also clone your own voice. The question is, is it ethical to mm. clone a dead person's voice and have them say things that they had um that hadn't been on tape or they hadn't actually said out loud when they were alive mm-hmm. and neville and i don't know if he was trying to be kind of a smarty said we can have a documentary ethics panel about it later hmm but um it is a question. I mean, everything nowadays can seem. To I be. mean, why couldn't you just have a narrator? Say they from they thought an it email, right? Blah, blah, but they blah. thought it would be more dramatic. Obviously, to have him saying this, that creeps me out a little. It is. Yeah, it's a little creepy. I, I don't know that to it's it. unethical, but it's creepy. Well, I think it could be unethical too. Okay. I mean, you know, okay. so this. I think this is really interesting. Um, the head of Instagram, Adam Mosseri. He announced that the app is pivoting away from being primarily a photo-sharing app. He said the platform will enhance its features in four key areas. Wait, the head of which platform? Instagram. But Instagram is all about photos. Do you want to let me finish my report? (laughs) Instead of it being just about photos, they want to make it more about creators, video, shopping, and messaging. Oh, that's a huge mistake. Well, you call um, Adam and tell him So they just basically want to copy what Facebook is?
1: I mean, that's ridiculous.
2: They're part of Facebook. What he says is that the COVID pandemic accelerated the shift of commerce. And this is true. I mean, I've done a lot of research on this part. Um, There's a real shift in commerce from offline to online by a number of years. And we're trying to lean into that trend through shopping features. And so he says the success of of like TikTok and YouTube and some of the smaller platforms, they focus more on video. And he said in the coming months that the social network of Instagram will be experimenting with recommendations. So they'll start with um, content sharing to consumers and even on accounts that they're not following based on topics that seem interesting. He said, people are looking to Instagram to be entertained and there's stiff competition and more to do. And so that is the way that he thinks it's important for them to go. They're, they debuted shopping in Reels feature in December, and they let sellers and influencers tag their products for sale with Reels. So they feel this is the wave of the future well, for Instagram. We'll I see. Think it's
1: a stretch. It's yep. too much. I do People too. Aren't gonna too much like the of the clutter. same thing yeah,
2: on everything. Exactly. It's making them all the
1: same. Yep. When we get back, local brand that is blowing up nationally and has a new deal at Nordstrom. That's next after this. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Well, there's a Minneapolis brand that's getting a lot of national attention this week, especially because of a big partnership with Nordstrom. It's called Henna and Hijabs, and we are so excited to have the founder, Hilal Ibrahim, joining us now. Hello, Hilal. Hi, good good afternoon and happy Saturday. You you same too. to you. Thank you for joining us. What has this week been like? I know you had a big event at Nordstrom here in town at Mall of America. How did it go?
3: Oh my goodness, it was amazing and so much so much positive feedback and support, and it was a really successful event.
1: Well, congratulations on that. Take us back a little bit, Hillel. When did you start working on this collection, and, and what prompted it in the first place?
3: So this collection, really, uh, the ideation for the actual collection started about eight months ago. Um, and the number one reason for this partnership and, and, and my passion for it really came out of the need that I noticed and experienced myself firsthand. Um, I wanted to create accessibility across the board, not even just for myself, for my community, but I wanted wanted it to go across the board. And so we um, came together with Nordstrom and collaborated to design this collection that we now have across 16 Nordstrom stores in the United States and in Canada. Is it online as well? And online, yeah. Okay. So, wait a second. So,
1: you started working with, bef- before you had any product, before your, your headscarves came to be, you were already working with Nordstrom. How did you make that happen?
3: So, actually, we were, um, so the company, actually, we were already curating, like, private collections and different pieces online. Um, I had a medical-grade hijab that I pioneered into the healthcare space. Mm. Uh, but the Nordstrom conversation actually started some time ago. Um uh, but the actual hands-on work and creation of the collection started about eight months ago. Okay. And all right. um, so it, it, it's been something that we have been working on for a while and put a lot of time and energy and effort into the collections the designs are actually custom to this collection so every you know we used colors that were perfect pastel colors that were color uh, perfect for summer materials that would be appropriate for the summer season mm-hmm. styles that uh, individuals could wear for from everyday events to um, evening wear and, and weddings and special occasions as things open back up in the midst of this pandemic. They're
2: they're beautiful. Um, Halal, you mentioned in your story on online that much of your inspiration comes from your Islamic values. Can you
3: talk a little about that? Yes. So, though the pieces that I design are are are, are scarves. Um, they're actually intended to be worn as headscarves, which is, which is what the hijab is, is mm. the covering of the hair that Muslim women observe. And, um, a lot of this, uh, what I've created with this collection is celebrating that and celebrating Muslim women everywhere that they are. Um, I think, um, uh, historically what has been portrayed of the Muslim women has been different and, um, as a Muslim woman who's proud, who's uh, who feels empowered and powerful in her hijab, I wanted to showcase who we really are, right. and I'm really grateful to say that through this collection, we I was able to showcase that um, through beauty, through sustainable fashion, um, and through a collection that really speaks for a lot of Muslim women and celebrates who we are.
1: And, and I mean, and just the idea of being able to walk into Nordstrom and yeah. find stylish hijabs. Like, wh- I mean, where were you shopping prior to this? Where were you finding your headscarves?
3: So um, prior to uh, the company starting, so uh, I would say prior, before high school on, I was really just um, going to different shops within the community or around that um, I always was a conscious person in terms of uh, the materials and the pieces that I was wearing. I wanted to know how what I was wearing was being made. Um, I wanted to know, and I wanted uh, different styles and options. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what was there before was a bit more limited. And, and that's kind of why I ventured into this entrepreneurial space of designing my own hijab. Um, uh, I will say, oh, no, sorry. no, go ahead, please. Sorry. I will say in, the, in more recent years, um, I, 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 I try my best to make my own pieces and, and really pair them with my own like fashion style and sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, we're talking to Hilal Ibrahim. She's the founder of Henna and Hijabs, which made its debut uh, this week at Nordstrom here in town and at select stores across the country. Um, Hilal, had being in fashion or being an entrepreneur, has that long been a dream of yours, or was this just about... Filling a need in the market,
3: I would say a little bit of both. Mm. Um, I actually have a really expensive healthcare background, but have always been one to try and solve problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was a need. There was a need for a very long time, and I thought to myself, "How can I fill this need?" Not uh, first and foremost uh, for my community, but also for myself.
1: Yeah, sure. and
3: um, I, I I stuck to that vision, and and it, and I'm grateful to say it brought me to North Gym, and I'm, I'm able to fill that need now. But
2: what was you you redesigned the hijab for healthcare workers in in what way? What did you do to to make it uh more applicable for them?
3: Yeah, so in 2019, I actually was able to pioneer the first medical grade hijab into the mm. healthcare space. And um what I did there was um I created a piece using a uh sustainable bamboo jersey, uh a breathable actually bamboo jersey as well, and used the material and a size that was appropriate for the workplace setting, but also didn't compromise modesty. Mm-hmm. Um I added in slits um for stethoscope access, Ooh. um which once the pandemic hit turned into mask access to frontline healthcare workers wow. and um was really able to um uh, and that came from my my world experience in both fashion and healthcare. I Me mean, just pairing those two worlds together, um, and and uh, really really grateful to say that that was something else that I was really passionate about, and um, happy to say that I was able to fill a need in healthcare. That's a wonderful thing. A conversation. Yeah, that's so it's so hard to believe
1: that that didn't exist yeah. in 2020. You would think. I, I mean, I just, I can't imagine what did, what did Muslim healthcare workers do previously?
3: So, and that's, and that's the interesting thing. Um, we launched that uh, that hijab in uh, November of 2019. Um, then the pandemic, as we all know, uh, really yeah. shut everything down in March and impacted our lives then. And uh, up until that time, um and even to this day actually in 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 healthcare systems that we're not in yet uh Muslim women wear their own hijabs to work mm-hmm. and um it started a conversation on PPE and 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 uh, uh sanitation in in the context of working in a healthcare environment in the midst of a pandemic yeah. and so what we saw when the pandemic hit was Muslim women were either throwing away the hijab that they were bringing to work, had a new one in their bag mm. and then were going home because they, they didn't want to bring that home or they uh, were, they, they were purchasing more. And that's when we really saw a a, an, uh, a growth in our sales. And we said, we, we need to support our frontline front healthcare workers. And that's when we uh, set out for a COVID-19 uh, response and donated to uh, Twin Cities hospitals um, and hospitals across Minnesota and, um, and we're really grateful to say we were able to donate over 700 hijabs to frontline healthcare workers in the Twin Cities. That's Fantastic.
0: wonderful.
1: Yeah. So, Hilal, at this point, is henna and hijabs, is this now a full time work for you? You've got a lot going on.
3: <laughs> yes. Um, in addition to uh, working uh, on henna and hijabs full time, I actually serve on the board of the Park Nicholas Foundation. Mm, oh. Um, and so. I'm um, still heavily involved in my healthcare work, passionate about making a difference within the community, mm-hmm. um, but also in retail and fashion. So those are that's kind of what I'm doing right now.
1: Are there other, I mean, you know, I don't want to like give away all of your secrets, <laughs> but I'm guessing you're probably planning ahead. You seem very entrepreneurial and ambitious. I mean, do you see this collection expanding? Are there other pieces or or problems you'd like to solve through fashion?
3: I will say that this is certainly just the beginning for Mm. us and for myself. And um, we have a lot of really exciting things that we're working on. And um, uh, I would say stay tuned is is, is what I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you know,
2: I think we should mention, I mean, I I don't pretend to know that much about hijabs, but it seems to me your price points are really good price points as well.
3: So the price points, um, we, we, yep. So we started off with a $39 opening price mm-hmm. and, uh, the hijabs, uh, based on material and based on the collection or, or the type of wear. So if it's more evening wear, the silk, um, can go all the way up to 89 So it's, mm-hmm. uh, there's some versatility within the price as well. And that was because I wanted to make sure that, uh, this piece could, uh, could be accessed by right. multiple, multiple people. And so, um, that was something I also thought about when we were creating this collection.
1: That's important. Do you have a favorite pattern in the coll- in the first collection? Is there one that's selling I do. the strongest? Which
3: I do. Yes, the signature paisley, and it has the uh, it has our floral company logo really embedded into the design, very beautifully. It's subtle, but it's just so pretty. And I actually wore that on my launch event. So. That's that's my favorite one.
1: <laughs> Very nice. Do you have um fashion role models or, or inspiration? Who who inspires you when you think about design?
3: That's a really good question. Um, when I think of design and entrep- um, entrepreneurship and really chasing your dreams, I think of Sarah Blakely. Some
2: mm-hmm. Things. Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, I know she doesn't design hijabs, but just her passion and her grit really inspire me. And and to see how she thought of the whole story for uh, Sphinx and how the brand came about i look at that and i say wow this is this is really inspiring and yeah, uh, to you're see right. another woman entrepreneur do the same thing just really keeps me going um and and uh but from a fashion standpoint i would say um i look to the fashion houses of chanel dior and um and just the really high-end fashion houses for inspo um but really i also look to um really just like finding my own voice and doing and 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 creating something that i see and so yeah i have a lot of inspiration but um yeah
1: well it's really exciting the collection henna and hijabs is now available at nordstrom locally is it just at mall of america or you at ridgedale as well
3: i uh, Bridgedale and Mall of America. Okay. Um, and actually, I've been told uh, we uh, the pieces are actually almost sold out. Um, wow. So I'm really excited about that. you start sewing. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, and other stores nationwide. Um, you can go online. It's Nordstrom.com slash henna it's, and hijabs. And, and kudos to Nordstrom for recognizing the need and putting the resources into this. It's exciting to see.
3: I am very, actually very grateful for their uh, support and their commitment. Yeah. Not only supporting um, uh, diverse businesses, but women companies and, women-owned companies, and this has just been something phenomenal to work on. That's wonderful.
1: Good luck with all of it. Absolutely. And, Hilal, we just hope that you'll still talk to us when you're as big as Sarah Blakely. Will you promise?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Always. I'm just a local hometown girl, so... Okay. Okay. We're going to keep this clip, Hilal, and we're going to play
1: that back for you when you're like, big time, big time, because I know you're headed that direction. Congratulations, and we will keep watching for henna and hijabs. It's really exciting. Thanks for chatting with us. Thank you. Take care. All right. We will be back to wrap up the show, give you some steals and deals and some ideas of where to go shopping this weekend. That's still ahead on Shop Girls. Right. Let's get on with this weekend. There's a lot going on. We'll get to some highlights locally and some sales you could shop from anywhere in just a bit. But first, one more story that we the shop girls just had to get through. My mother's very excited about Well, I about
2: mean, this. No, I, no I'm kind of baffled by it actually. You know, I mean, you know, shopping is shopping no matter what the product is. And in this case, it's aluminum foil. Okay, something okay. we all use. Something we wrap ourselves in and greet our husbands with at the door. Oh, uh, no, that's wrap. <laughs> I anyway. really didn't want to know that, Mom. I didn't say I did it. Uh-huh. I just heard people that do that. Anyway, okay. Reynolds Wrap, it isn't enough that we've just all used our Reynolds Wrap. What I've always used is Reynolds Wrap, and then I've got the heavy duty, mm-hmm. you know. But now there's so much Reynolds Wrap to use. They are color Coating Reynolds Wrap. Okay? What do you mean? You can now get pink. If you get the pink, this is on the box and it says, I don't think the color is pink, just the box, the coating, you know, the way it codes. C-O-D. Yeah. I-N-G. That kind of coating. Okay. On the box. If it says it's pink. Yeah. Then it means it's for every day. It's kind of like we've been using all along. Okay. If it's blue, it's heavy duty. Then we have yellow, which is non-stick foil. And then we have green, Um, which... Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do they
1: think that consumers are going to remember what these colors mean?
2: I believe that next to the color, it says heavy-duty, or the yellow says nonstick. Green is recycled, and orange is grill foil. Jeez. Who knew? You couldn't just use the same foil for everything. That's what I'm saying. And are they really different? And I'm guessing, you know, probably there's some little thing... I think if you buy a box of foil, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe I think it's just a marketing ploy just to get people to buy more Reynolds wrap. Yeah. Oh, my that's, gosh. I've got to have the grill wrap. Yeah, I've got to
1: have Yeah, the... Oh, my
2: goodness. It wouldn't be good enough to put the nonstick. I've got to have the heavy duty. Yeah. So anyway, but that's what they've come out with now. So you can get the Reynolds wrap that is perfect for your the foil job that you want to, to hmm. do well thank goodness for that thank god is right yes, yes. very <laughs> excited
1: um okay couple other just quickie randoms um so justice do you remember that brand they had stores. yeah their stores are closed yeah so they had you know teen stores I think a lot of teen moms remember going to justice for their tweens right um the brand is re uh reigniting at walmart yep walmart's been gobbling this is what they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah a lot they of did brands. With Gap,
2: mm-hmm. and now they're doing it. Well, with um, the home
1: stuff on. Yeah, with yeah. the home
2: stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, and now Walmart is going to sell more than 140 of their pro- of the Justice products in 2,400 of their stores and online. Hmm. So, um, I guess this gives them new life. Mm-hmm. Um, they The brand's really geared for girls six to twelve, yeah. and they closed. 826 stores as part of their bankruptcy um, deal in 2020. Interesting. So they think that customers will be excited to have them back. I wonder if that's about um, fickle
1: tweens or or what the issue is. Because, I mean, I remember lots of moms of young
2: girls saying that
1: their daughters just love the store. Now, I don't think the moms loved it as much.
2: No, but but their prices are so good, especially for tweens who are, you know, yeah, growing all the time. That they've got tees that start at eight dollars, hoodies that start at eighteen. Mm-hmm. So you know, I well, mean, that's probably a it, good move. Yeah. So all right, it's so an look for deal.
1: Look for Justice if you're trying to find something for your tween. Look for that at Walmart. Let us know what you think about it. Here's one that just cracks me <clears throat> up. Do you know what the fashionable young Gen Zers are discovering? What? Chicos. Chicos is having a moment. Suddenly, the younger, this is like when my kids tell me that like a song, like, I don't know, some classic, let's just say Earth, Wind and Fire song. And they're like, oh, that's a TikTok song. And I'm yeah. like, actually, nah. no, that's not. You, you've heard it on TikTok. <laughs> that does not mean it is a TikTok song. It existed before. But it's kind of the world. same thing. Yes. They are discovering Chico's mm-hmm. as if it was just invented yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, once kind of almost like shunned or mocked as like, oh, that's for, you know, ladies. women of a right. certain age. Mm-hmm. Now. They are loving it. They're realizing there's some cute things there. I think part of it started as, and we've been talking about this just absolute uptick and boom in buying um reused yeah. apparel buying vintage and so I think it's partly that I think in
2: some cases it's young girls shopping their grandmother's closet right or they go. in one case they talked about a, a girl who went shopping with her grandma she mm-hmm. loved to, to shop with her and they went to Chico's and she said hey there's some cute things here isn't
1: it hilarious yes yeah. and I wonder <laughs> what I
2: hope chico's doesn't do is rush to like introduce like a
1: junior's collection oh because I think they no. Need to just stay true to who they are, and that's kind of the magic of it. But you just never can predict what what the next thing will be. You know what you can predict? What you can predict where the sales will be, and some places to just go to festivals and get out and about this weekend. So let's do some steals and deals. That is definitely worth mentioning. I was so excited this week to see the Grethyn House, house, (laughs) the Grethyn House ladies, Maggie and Mary Brinley, out at that show that I I attended at the Dayton's Project, the Raise the Bar show. Long time. Um, and and they had um, Maggie's young daughter, who is clearly like the next gen Grethyn House. She was all done up in like sparkly little ballet flats. It was so cute. But they have their big sale of the season happening now. 60% off and they've got a lot of like newer summer merchandise that's already been marked down to 40% off but good selection these sales I'm telling you I have done so well at that sale at different times dresses and how long does the sale last Um, I know this weekend is the heart of it. And then I think they have a a clearance rack beyond that. So get over there this weekend. They're in the North Loop. And then, of course, at Edina. And that's where you're probably going to find the biggest selection is at their 50th in France location.
2: Um, It is time for the Nordstrom anniversary sale. It is. In fact, if you're a Norby club influencer or whatever they call them, you can start shopping now when okay wait a second i got to find out the exact dates i believe it's i thought it
1: started for everyone this right now
2: no the 16th is when influences influencers oh so that's when you're going huh
1: i did get a thing saying i could (laughs) come which was kind of funny. okay i see here it says um you can preview the sale now you can plot Mm. it out and then the the sale officially opens to everybody on the 28th 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 okay yeah, so plan it out now if you uh, if you want to make sure that you grab something. Um, lots of sales happening um, online as well right now. I think we're already starting to see some of the um, summer sales. If your man needs a, a little wardrobe refresh, check out Bonobos. They, of course, have a store, a showroom, I should say, in the North Loop, but also online. They've got a good range, like more than 200 items have just been discounted. Ooh. that's a good deal yeah so that's a good one um and everlane as well has a summer sale going on and then if you want to get out it's the minnehaha falls art festival so go over to minnehaha falls yeah it would be so fun to have a day over there and of course pride lots to do get out there and soak up summer enjoy it have a great weekend everybody